Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by From Within Records, Statement of Pride, and Adrian, East Coast Fall Tour, which I'm so excited for. I love Adrian. I love Statement of Pride. It's so cool to see those two bands coming together to do something awesome. So if you're on Long Island or in Rahway, Philly, or Upton, please roll out to those shows, support both those bands. They're fucking awesome. FYA, that announcement was crazy. Shout out Bob Wilson and company. Shout out to Seat of Pain, Envision, Statement of Pride, representing From Within Records. So sick. So sick. And I know a lot of people um, reached out and were curious if I'm going to do anything at the fest like I did last year. All I'll say is stay tuned. Also, September 10th, your calendars should already be marked. There are advertisements for tracks floating around, gridiron, playing for keeps, wreckage, foolish, excuse me, foolish pride. Crazy. I can't wait. It's just around the corner. So many awesome bands, and I can't wait for all of you to hear it. So if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, for whatever, please, I implore you, go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. They do high quality shit and i'm so excited to be working with them again very soon very very soon so please go follow them on instagram at good fortune printing you can contact them through email at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com before we get into today's episode i just want to express how excited i am to go to kcon tomorrow it's my first kcon and what a way to kick things off i'm so excited i just get to see stacy i just have to throw that out there this weekend my life will be changed i feel like this is going to be on the level when i saw it twice for the first time life-changing experience and here we are august 2022 and i get to see stacy not once but twice so just let that sink in and i i hope all of you have a great weekend because i'm gonna live it up it's gonna be insane but okay Today's episode, we had to track down our good friend Donnie. He plays in a band called Final Declaration, also plays in a band called Spaced. And I just want to say how proud I am of Spaced. They just wrapped up their first European tour, and not a lot of bands get that opportunity. So for them to have been able to get that and make it work, I'm just so happy and proud of them that they were able to pull it off. So shout out Spaced. If you're not familiar, please go listen to Space Jams. Uh, they just put out uh, three new songs with a compilation of all their other tracks through Numerality Zine. Shout out Nick. It's amazing. So please support Space, support Final Declaration, support Buffalo. But it was fun to be able to sit down with Donnie. My original plan was to reach out and have Donnie on. Uh, before they went to Europe, but unfortunately he wasn't able to make it. But You'll hear about it in the conversation, but it was great to still be able to catch up with him because I love hearing his perspective on hardcore. 
it was a great conversation and i hope all of you enjoyed as much as i did so please strap in enjoy this conversation without further ado welcome donnie arthur to the show the podcast donnie how's it going yes yeah it's going good good uh good to be back on here you know uh we've chatted a couple times over the last couple years which uh has always been a great experience you know talking about space talking about final declaration so good to be back on the show yeah 100 I'm, I'm happy to have you back it's been uh you know something that i've been wanting to do because obviously this past year seeing space grow as fast as you guys have it's been fun for me to watch because you know I mean, as far as everybody else who's listened uh, to the podcast definitely knows that I've been, you know, pumping you guys up for as long as the demos have been out. So I'm just happy to see that in just a little over a year, you guys have been able to accomplish so much. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, um, obviously we got into like the origin of it a little bit the last time that we chatted. But really, like just to kind of, you know, touch on that briefly, uh, you know, really the intention just from the get go was just to, um, you know, do something that was going to enrich hardcore, you know, in my city of Buffalo. You know, obviously there's like a really rich history of like amazing bands, uh, you know, going back to like Slugfest, you know, Buried Alive and then like the bands that got me more into it, like Rhinoceros, you know, Goodbye Cruel World. Um, and now there's like definitely some young bands carrying the torch as well. Um, so it's cool just to kind of like add to that lineage and like there's starting to be kind of a movement of just some older bands coming back. Um, so that was really the intention, you know, um, and you know, I, I like have just always been trying to participate in hardcore, sending emails out, being like, hey, you know, can my band jump on this bill here and there? And, uh, you know, with Space and Final Declaration starting to like have people hit us up. Uh, it's been like just like super humbling and just really cool to visit so many different scenes and like see so many fucking sick bands. Like that's like been the highlight for me is just like getting to see uh, so many amazing bands in different cities. And like it's just been wild. And I, I certainly appreciate you just putting us on from like from the beginning. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no. And it's my pleasure. Like I had said, I'm just here to help pump up uh, bands and people that I think are doing great stuff. And I mean, and that's all I can really do, because obviously I put it out there and just try to spread the word. And um, it's just basically up to the people if they're going to you know, pay attention or not. And it, it seems like, you know, not only me, but just, uh, you know, hardcore in general has been giving space a lot of praise. I'm grateful for it. You know, that's like. I don't know, you know, like now, like I'm consider stuff that like I never really considered, um, you know, when it comes to space, just because like it is getting attention. And like with that, you know, every once in a while we'll get like, you know, a hater comment like online or something like that. Somebody who just doesn't get it. And like, I'm like definitely been learning like the last like few weeks to just like let that shit like roll off the back and like just like 
understanding that like real ones will know that like it is authentic and like we're we're there to have a good time you'll see us in the pit you know we'll see it you'll see us at other shows that we're not playing like you know just trying to uh do right by hardcore and like hardcore has been doing right by us and I'm, i'm super grateful for it yeah, but I feel like having haters, that's always going to come with the territory, right? Uh, with anything, you could be uh, the most perfect person in the world, even though that doesn't exist. But there's still going to be someone out there that's not going to like what you're doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're learning to just deal with it and not re- really let it get to you. Because I know some people who've let that stuff consume them. And it's uh, sad to watch because, and I get it, right? It's hard not to focus on that kind of stuff, but then you got to realize like, hey, that's not why you started whatever you're doing. Uh, You're not here trying to please a certain group of people. You're just doing what you want and hope people, you know, support it. Um, And, you know, not everyone's going to like it. So that's something that you got to kind of come to terms with. I think so. And you're definitely like, you know, I would say that like, you know, hardcore is in like a unique place right now. You know, I think like obviously the Internet has created just such a unique vehicle because like, you know, I remember, you know, years back just before, you know, your hate five sixes and your scoped exposures and your feet first productions and all those guys, you know, that have done such a great job of documenting hardcore. You know, it would always be like a major task for me if I like saw somebody who I thought would maybe be interested and hardcore like i would have to get them in the room you know what i mean because like you listen to the records a lot of times like the hardcore aesthetic is like kind of lo-fi and like if you're used to like maybe listening to like metalcore or something adjacent like you maybe wouldn't understand it but like if you could get in that room and feel that energy and like just like you know like see like what real moshing is all about and like all of that like for me that was like such a turning point moment and like now that like you can kind of sort of get like a snapshot into that experience you know in like your living room by like watching these videos on youtube like i think that's a big part of like people see that shit and they're like oh fuck this is gonna come to my city i can do this i can participate in something crazy like that so you know it it is interesting that it's it's like blowing things up i mean obviously you see the growth of like certain fests like from like even like you know uh like whatever pre-covid two three years ago to like coming back around this year like attendance is off the charts um you know hardcore bands are like getting into spaces that they would have never been in a few years ago so it's an interesting time i think there's a lot of pros and cons to it um but i'm just having fun like just like seeing other bands have fun and you know me getting at their shows and having fun as well 100 percent. i feel like uh, participating is uh, the, the easiest way to give back, right? But I, I feel like everyone should try at least once to you know go above and beyond that uh, by doing anything to help promote the scene. Because uh, for the longest time, I sat around and just did the bare minimum. And now here in my later years, I'm finding it way more fulfilling to to give back, to do other things other than just showing up and you know just paying my ticket uh, you know, starting to book shows and doing this podcast, it's definitely giving me way more of like, it gives me like a, a different, um, you know, aspect of hardcore, but it's also, I'm giving me this, uh, you know, a different, like fulfilling feeling versus going out and be like, okay, cool. I paid my money. Hopefully the band will uh, be able to, you know, get their guarantee and make it to the next gig, but just doing other stuff, um, and just being able to give back and help other people and meet other people involved in the scene. I, I feel like that's just uh, way more fulfilling than just showing up. Yeah, I mean, that shit's hard work, too. You know, like, man, like, I, I have infinite respect uh, to promoters. I am a, a promoter of sorts myself, especially, like, that's, like, one of the hardest things, too, is, like, 
uh, you know, with space, you know, we're on the road, we're meeting a lot of people. And then like, you know, those people are like trying to like get into my hometown and, uh, you know, like I'm super bad at saying no, like, even if it's like a really inopportune time, I'm like, fuck, all right, I got to figure out a way to do this show. And I remember we were talking about, was it, was it the like last straw? Was that the first show you booked? Yeah. Yeah. Which fucking rad, like crazy lineup. I mean, and, and obviously, you know, you are fortunate to have like a, a really thriving senior area and then you put together like a fucking sick lineup for a first show, like great venue. But I remember we were talking about it leading up to that show and like just, you know, as a promoter, uh, there's always going to be like those anxieties rolling in. And I always just like try to tell myself as long as like, you know, you do the right things, you put like, you know, the best effort you can into it. You know, you try to get back to grassroots a little bit, do some flyering at other shows, you know, get it out online, just use any vehicles you have to get that word out there. You know, you do the best you can and you, you hope for the best. And, you know, some shows are awesome. And, you know, every once in a while you get a, a dud, you know, I, I booked a couple duds this year that I tried really hard on and just for whatever reason, the kids didn't make it out, but you know, that's, uh, that's, that's part of it. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, important to contribute to your scene and uh i uh salute you for yeah not only doing this podcast but taking on uh you know a difficult job in promoting shows but it seems like it's been very successful for you i definitely appreciate that but yeah i i I got to give credit to uh chris at program uh for trusting me and throwing these shows because before i even uh threw that that last raw show uh, chris and i didn't really uh, speak so th- the fact that he was willing to take a chance on me i'm eternally grateful for it because uh, with the two shows that i've done i've shown him that i'm able to put something together out here but also i'm able to pull it off and you know have everybody show up and be respectful to the shop and not ruin anything so i'm um, shout out to, to chris for trusting me and then also shout out to uh, my buddy kenny he sings in a band out here called major pain he's uh, been a great help a uh, great connect and he's definitely um, one of the people who um, helped me kind of uh, kind of just lit this fire under me because he is, is a younger kid. Uh, he's been going to shows for a minute, but he's kind of in that position uh, where I'm at, where we both want to make sure that Orange County doesn't kind of just fall by the wayside because, uh, yeah, we have awesome bands here, but uh, our neighboring scenes also have really awesome bands and, um, uh, you know, really awesome attractions f- uh, for tourists to go out there. So sometimes... Uh, tours will come to Southern California and just kind of forget about Orange County just because, um, you know, they have so many other options. So it's been our uh, job the past couple of months to try to remind bands like, hey, we're still here. Please don't skip over us. Uh, we see that you're playing 30 minutes from here, uh, you know, on your tour, but please try to accommodate us. We'll show you a good time. And I'm hoping that with the last two shows that I booked with Last Straw, with Shackled, I'm hoping that they went back home and were able to tell their friends about it. And I'm hoping that everybody on the internet that was watching those nights are able to be like, hey, like we want to play there. Those gigs looked insane. So I, I have my third show uh, you know, booked for October with Combust, and I'm hoping that's going to be another banger, a great band from New York. Uh, solid uh, supporting acts, uh, all local bands from around the area. So I'm I'm super pumped on that. And I I got to shout out those bands too. All all the local bands who are willing to help fight to keep Orange County popping, to make the drive out, to want to play these gigs, to support what we have going on on out here. That that that's really important to me is to reach out to the newer, younger local bands to help put them on. Because if I if I like these bands like Major Pain. 
and I put them on these local gigs and these touring bands come through and they get a chance to see them. And if they're into them, then they tell their friends and it's just this snowball effect. And it's like, you know, something very organic and something that I, I want to happen. I want these touring bands to come through and see these local acts and be like, holy shit, like they still have it out there. Like, let's try to you know do more shows there or let's try to bring them out to our area. So I, I just wanted to just kind of have this, uh, you know, snowball effect and just have everything grow. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely working. I mean, obviously, like, uh, yeah, I, I, the shows like specifically at program, you know, are something that I'm seeing pop up. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely hearing bands, you know, reporting of having great times out there. Um, you know, take it to heart. Are, are they Orange County? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. right here in the heart of Orange County. Fuck yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I know they're coming out of there, like they're putting on for that scene and they're out like really, uh, really doing it. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they're out with Broken Bow right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, really doing something uh, that is not easy to do. Uh, you know, They're a super long ways from home. They made it all the way to the East Coast and doing like a super long run. And that's like a goal that like Space has coming up to start to like string together some longer runs like in like 2023. Um, but, you know, yeah, so that's really cool to see bands, you know, from your scene, like out there flying the flag and, and yeah like I, I i was super stoked to see you book combust they're a band that like i don't know personally but i know they're always doing stuff with like exhibition uh you know from buffalo so i i see them all the time i did catch the combust live once it was rad they're coming through buffalo at the end of september so i'm super stoked for that gig so yeah I, i'm trying to do the same as you you know uh, it's been really fulfilling to see space um and and final declaration uh you know get uh get some love outside of buffalo but you know really still trying to cultivate the scene here is like something that's super important to me and and i'm working on it you know uh there is like some new bands coming out uh having vogel from terror uh you know uh coming back from la and spending time in buffalo has been really great like there's going to be some like pretty crazy lineups like hopefully getting announced soon of just like buffalo bands that were influential to me that i like some of them i've seen live a couple times uh you know but like reforming which is really cool because i think that's like really where you can see a scene like thrive is where you can see like you know just some of the uh the ogs i i, I like I'm pretty old. I'm in my thirties, but like, I, I still consider myself kind of middle of the road in the hardcore game. Uh, obviously there's a lot of people younger than me, but like, I do see, uh, some of the OGs legendary bands, you know, still hanging around there. And, uh, you know, I hope I can kind of maintain the enthusiasm, you know, for decades more to come because like, I just, I've been, I promise you, I've been looking and I just can't find anything else that is cooler than hardcore. Uh, so I'll be a hardcore kid for life, you know? Hundred percent. I was uh, just this past weekend. I was on the fence about uh, even going out to some gigs just because, you know, get off work and I was like, "Damn, it's a long week at work, and do I really want to drive an hour west of where I live, deal with traffic, and sure. uh, you know, and, and get to this gig? I'm, I'm gonna be fucking tired." But um, but I did it just because I know that I could just catch up on sleep later and. Uh, my friend, uh, you know, Tyler was in town. He sings for a band called Inclination, and I didn't want to miss the opportunity to see him because I haven't seen him in a while, but also get to check out uh, Field of Flames. I, it's always a great time seeing that band, uh, Click, Faith Alone, Pull Your Card. So I, I'm, I'm happy that I didn't just take the easy way out and just kind of stay home. I, I just said, fuck it, like, let's go. Let, let's uh, support that uh, run that they had going on because um, Inclination had uh, two dates out here. And for them, because uh, if, if you think about that band, 
they're not super active. So for them to uh, find the time to do a, a couple dates here in Southern California, um, it definitely is a big deal. So I, I didn't want to miss it. So I, I definitely went out to that. And I, I remember getting home and laying in bed. Like, like I got home at like probably like near like one in the morning and I was just like, damn, that was a long day, but it definitely was worth it just to be able to see so many friends from all over and get to see so many sick bands. Cause I, I probably would have regretted it if I just skipped the show and who, who knows when that lineup will happen again. So I, I just got to take these opportunities and uh, definitely uh, appreciate it and not take these things for granted anymore. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it's super easy to get in that, that rut. I mean, you know, like that's like the unfortunate, you know, reality. I think there's like maybe like a dozen people on the planet that are like, you know, or, or I don't know, whatever, not a lot of people on the planet that are able to make a full-time living off of hardcore. And like, you know, like that's obviously like maybe the purity of it. Uh, you know, like when I was young, like I started out playing in like pop punk bands and um i had like a little bit of a glimpse into like uh like big industry music stuff and it was just like honestly all bullshit and it was super disenchanting and i feel like that's kind of what pushed me into hardcore in the first place was like you know i, I felt like it would be more pure because yeah there wasn't maybe that aspiration of like you know becoming the next van halen and like you know like taking jets to shows or anything like that you know it, it was going to be this real authentic thing and everybody who's doing it is just doing it for the love of it so you know i'm just saying whatever what everybody already knows but like obviously that's like you know just one of the things that like holds hardcore so near and dear to me and that's why like it's interesting you know i think people get split a little bit you know you see like you know bands that are like breaking out and doing like almost weird things you know like pushing into like almost mainstream tours but like for me like i'm gonna i'm gonna root for that in most cases because like i just think it's cool that like to see other people that are authentically like hardcore kids um just like getting to do their thing you know and like you know maybe putting people on the hardcore and like you know maybe yeah, maybe like a kid sees that shit and then they come out to, you know, a small show in their scene and then like everybody's better for it, you know? 100%. That's the cool thing about hardcore, right? Is it's so DIY, but there's bands like Turnstile, who is like the biggest band in hardcore right now, or a band like Code Orange. Um, and they remind us, like, yeah, even though this is DIY, there's literally no ceiling to this. We can go as far as we want. Um, just as long as, uh, you know, the, the music's good and the band is willing. Because if you look at Turnstile and, and Code Orange and even a band like Knock Loose, they all started just like any other hardcore band and they just kept at it, kept writing good music and got them to where they're at today. 100%. I mean, yeah, that's where it's at. But, you know, so, all right, so you were telling me, you know, uh, see, obviously, you know, a lot of people come on the show and they talk about their bands, but like, uh, you know, and I know you do a good job of getting in there too, but I mean, you shouted out a couple. Um, so, you know, obviously Major Pain, those are the homies. Like, what, what's going on with that band? Like, uh, should I expect to see them like out on the East Coast anytime soon? Or are they just like, you know, repping for OC right now? I, I think that might be a little too soon for them because they just dropped their demo like last month. Yeah. And and they're all pretty young. So I, I think they're just kind of, and they're just like establishing, um, excuse me, establishing themselves out here 
uh, before they have any plans to hit the the East Coast. Because like like I'm trying my best to uh, tell everybody about them. Because not only are, are they my friends and I support them, but I also think that their demo is good. And also talking to them and hearing that they all hate playing their like the songs off the demo because they've been playing them for so long, and that the new songs that they have are way better than the demo. It definitely gives me high hopes for that band. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I mean, that's like definitely the the ticket. I like, you know, like like space is is in a unique space that like, um, you know, it's. I mean, we've only been around for a year, but like, okay, like we have like released like a, a couple of projects, and now like just recently, like NMZ, like finally we put out our first thing on vinyl, uh, which is like Space Jams, which is like essentially like an anthology of like our demo, a two song that we dropped this winter, and then like three new tracks. Um, but you know, I've always like struggled with that because okay, like you start a band and like there's no expectation right like you're just like you're just writing to write and like it's fun and then like you put a demo out and then like if people like it uh you know like obviously you don't ever like i don't want to like feel restricted but like you know like i think everybody's had that experience of like hearing a band's like first effort and being like yo this fucking rips and then they try to do something that's like too different and then you're like what the fuck like just play the demo you know what i mean so like that's been like something interesting that like i've been trying to you know like keep things authentic to like what space is about but also um you know, like push it in like some new directions. So like, we're just like not doing the same thing over and over again, you know, hundred percent because for you, uh, or not even for you, just for, for any band, it, it it's like a double-edged sword, right? Cause people are going to want to hear what they're used to and comfortable with and what they like. But if you try something new and they don't like it, they'll hate you and talk shit and be like, Hey, like I, I miss, the old Kanye or, or, or whatever, right? <laughs> but but also yeah. for, for you guys, it's like you want to keep your uh, listeners entertained and happy, but at the same time, you don't want to stay in this weird little box as a band. You want to be able to express yourselves, have some progression, write some new stuff, and try to grab more people's attention because obviously if you're just playing the same old record over and over again, your audience isn't going to grow. It's just going to, uh, you know, you'll get new people here and there, but it's just going to uh, just be a small numbers and that gets boring. And obviously people will move on to something else because, and people have multiple tastes when it comes to music. Obviously they'll like a band for their specific sound, but um, I, I think it's cool when bands are willing to take chances and try something different. And it doesn't have to be, like a whole, uh, you know, sonically different band, you can kind of ease your listeners into it um, or, uh, you know, or do it just like bands like uh, brand new. I always get shit when I bring up brand new. But if you look at every album, it's they're all different, uh, but it's awesome. It, it worked out for them and obviously it doesn't work out for every band. You can sure. even look at a band like Ceremony, who has uh, been able to keep everyone captivated for their whole career and it's awesome i love when bands are able to do that because it's 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 a cool and interesting ride to be able to grow with a band with each uh different release no 100 percent. obviously ceremony like it is a, a really cool example of that and like exactly like obviously you know people are gonna have their favorites you know a lot of that discography you know like there was like obviously some records that i really love you know some that like i appreciate it but you know like maybe don't go back and and spin as much but you know obviously when like you put out a record that you know like is 
as influential as like, you know, like some of their first were obviously, you know, you solidify yourself so much in the space and man, uh, obviously just got announced today. Um, you know, ceremony taking out spy, uh, on a bunch of dates and then also taking out gel, uh, on a bunch of dates. I was like crazy amped to see that. Um, I like, I got a gas up gel like for a second, like, you know, space was like pretty much a brand new band. Uh, we played like our first weekend run in Connecticut and like, I didn't even know, but like uh, a couple members of gel happened to be there and like, we're fucking with us. And we just like send them like a unsolicited DM. and was like, Hey, we should play some shows together. And they were like, fuck yeah. And like, honestly, I just think that's their vibe. And it's really cool to see that they have just been like, so unapologetically themselves and like do literally like whatever tours they want to do like we played this kid's 16th birthday with them you know like they're just like down to do fucking whatever and that shit is like the most punk like hardcore energy that i've seen out here and like anytime we get to jump on a bill with them which has been a lot this year i'm always so gassed and uh honestly i get that same vibe from spy i i, I saw them in syracuse on like a, a show that we didn't play we linked up with them in baltimore like honestly like if i can slide it in shout out like to the baltimore scene we played like holy uh for holies and uh fuck that was like definitely like top five shows like space ever played we jumped on that bill with um spy and ms paint and gel and uh, our homies jive bomb they set up the show uh J- fuck <laughs> i keep like kind of segueing into things but uh, jive bomb also shout out them just signed a flat spot uh so well deserved um that band is going to be enormous and rightfully so they just they get it and they're doing it right um so fuck i just like kind of talked in a bunch of circles but i did get a chance to shout out some of my favorite east coast bands so i'm glad i kind of got on a little tangent there no, it's cool. The, all, all those bands you named are out there working hard. Uh, and trust me, I uh, am keeping an eye on a, a lot of those bands, and I've been in contact with some of them. So I'm, I'm definitely happy to see uh, those bands getting recognition, especially uh, Gel, because I know they've been at it for a while. So I'm, I'm definitely happy to see them um, out doing more. And uh, yeah, shout out Baltimore, shout out End It, shout out my buddy Eulogy. So uh, great scene out there. They've been kind of big bros uh, to space, like since the the beginning. You know, just uh, you know, you know. Fortunately, we haven't seen too much, but there's definitely some cool guys in hardcore and uh, end it for as big as they are and for as important as they are. You know, I think like they, if not already, are poised to become one of those bands that we're going to talk about. You know, a decade from now. You know, when people are like, oh, you know, if you would have seen. TUI, you know, during uh, the early years or something like that. Like, I think that's like happening very much. Um, I think that's happening very much like right now with End It. And like, yeah, like anytime I've got to interact, like, you know, with Chris or Akil, like, man, just like have been super cool and uh, super humble. And like, that shit is always so refreshing. Um, as hardcore gets bigger, you know, it's easy for people to maybe have some ego to it, especially in like, a genre that like inherently has like a little bit of elitism to it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see people that are just down to earth and just trying to have a good time. hundred percent. Cause yeah, it, it, it is weird when you uh, get into this and you're so in love with the scene, but then uh, as you get deeper and deeper, you, you do run into those bad eggs, which uh, oh. definitely is a bummer, but uh, you know, it, it just makes me appreciate the good people that I've met along the way even more. 
Yeah, it's tricky. You know, I think like inherently, like anybody that makes music um, is maybe at least I am like, you know, we were talking about like haters and stuff like I'm a little fragile like with that shit, you know, because it's like I really like that's the thing. Like I have like some bands that I maybe don't love, but like anybody who like is going to take their like their hard earned money and go into a fucking recording studio and record a demo and put shit out there like that shit takes balls. You know what I mean? Like there's a million motherfuckers like sitting on the couch like you know uh that are gonna like critique bands and all that shit but like you know that yeah but like but like you know what does your band sound like you know what i'm saying so i'll like i'll really like put respect on like anybody who is willing to put themselves out there and like you know maybe hey your first project won't be amazing um i mean fuck i've had like dozens and dozens of projects and spaces you know like one of the only ones that like a lot of people have heard of you know at this point and uh you know we're talking uh it was like a 20-year progression to get to this point so you know if you are grinding in uh in your local scene somewhere uh just keep fucking grinding you know what i mean keep grinding and if, if you love it you know maybe someday uh a band of yours will start to get out of town and you will get to see a lot of amazing scenes and be validated by your peers and that shit feels dope so i, I feel like that's what it's all about right I, I feel like if you just do it for the love of it and um you know i, I feel like all that stuff comes in time uh, playing shows doing tours um so I, I feel like the people who want to just start a band, jump right now to a, a full U.S., um, it, it, it's possible, but sure. obviously it, it might not be the the right thing to do. But I, I feel like for someone who's, um, you know, super genuine about it, um, start a band and just, uh, you know, j- just be patient because it, it could happen overnight. It could happen, uh, you know, a couple years down the road, whatever. But I feel like if you just stick around and uh, be true about it, uh, you know, your time will come. Unless your band really yeah. sucks, to be honest. <laughs> right, um, right. But, yeah, and, and that's one thing you know that I that I learned. I was just like, man, you know, like, and and, and sometimes like, yeah, I, I would like be on like a little uh, like little jealous energy, like historically, because you know I'd be like grinding here in my scene in Buffalo, just like desperately wanting to get out and you know be one of these bands that gets put on fest and all of that stuff, and just like I just felt like it was never going to happen, like in my lifetime, like really, like before. Before, before space started like my my bucket list goals in hardcore were to put out a release on vinyl uh something i'd literally never done until this year and like yeah like 20 years of playing in bands and uh to get on a fest and finally like space and final declaration are playing hold your ground in toronto with a ton of incredible bands mind force never ending game um and then we're playing uh, act like you know in tulsa uh so i'm like and like nmz my guy nick like put out space uh on vinyl final declaration coming out on sore ears so this has been like a really incredible year for me uh just personally just to be achieving you know just uh these goals that may seem small to somebody else but like it just like has meant like the complete world to me and just to you know, be able to have my opinion matter and be able to talk to people like you and like have other hardcore kids listen to it and either agree with me or not agree with me. <laughs> like, you know, that's cool. But, um, but I just like, just really grateful for all of it. It's awesome that you're able to set these goals and have them be achieved because uh, I feel like that's a good thing to do gives, uh, you know, some purpose because th- th- there's a lot of people who don't really know what they're doing with their life or they're too scared to go after what they want and for you to be able to have those goals um you know 
uh, and you know, you say they might be small to some other people, but whatever, they're, they're, they're your goals. So I don't think people can really judge that. Uh, but for you to be able to uh, accomplish that, I think it's awesome. And for your bands to be able to get on those fests, shout out to Hold Your Ground. There's a band playing there, playing that fest called Prowl. Please stick around, watch that band. They're amazing. I uh, see. That's why I love going on this show. That's why I love. And honestly, I feel like I do. I really do my best. I try to check in with you like once every couple of weeks. Like, hey man, what are you listening to? Because you always feed me good shit. And uh, you know, I try to, I try to do the same. Because that's yeah, that's just that's how it goes, right? That's how you uh, you find out about new stuff. I keep my ears open all the time. And uh, yeah, just coming up with you know, just yeah, new stuff is awesome. And that's the fun thing about hardcore is that for as long as it's been around, there's never been a shortage of good bands. I'm I'm always amazed at how people are able to start new bands and still write awesome hardcore. Sure. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. That's, that's like, I've been really just like looking for something different. What's, what's that one band? I know they're like East coast somewhere. Um, like a lot of people are sharing their demo around. It had like some pretty tasty riffs on it. It's called like, is it new world man or is it, but yeah, that's a uh, uh, ridge from Life's Questions new band. I uh, that that too is cool because like that's like you know like I remember uh, when Twitching Tongues was first coming out like a few years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. you'd have like you'd have like a couple goofballs. Oh yeah, yeah, there. You'd have some goofballs being like, "Oh, I hate the vocals." You know what I mean? But like for me. It was like, all right, like I've heard, you know, and, and no shade, like there's bands that are still doing like that style, like, uh, but like I, I've heard like a million Josta impressions, you know what I mean? Like I've heard a, a million people kind of scream in that type of way. So when I heard that shit, I was like, okay, like it's like a little jarring to your ears, you know, when you're just like have like a certain expectation. But like for me, like that's the shit that I always like find intriguing and like, you know, same with like Age of Apocalypse, like doing like kind of the Life of Agony thing. Um, like I, I, I really, I, I love like hearing just like a, a different style of vocals, like over hardcore. And I definitely heard that with like new age man and like, fuck is it new, new world, new world man. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's my bad. Uh, they're a new band. They're a new band. I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting acclimated with the name, you know? Yeah, no, it's all good. But yeah, the, those bands, I, I, I love when people are, are willing to kind of uh, step into a, a whole different lane from what's currently going on in the climate of hardcore. Cause trust me, when uh, twitching tongues popped up on the scene, um, I, I was out here uh, w- w- when they were brand new and we loved them out here. And I, I, I get the apprehension of people not really understanding, um, you know, the band that they were, but yeah. uh, over time, you know, people understood. And, and if you take a step back and if you looked at everybody that was in that band, all super talented the majority of them are still around playing awesome music still so it's like uh i i i could understand why people were um kind of confused and didn't really get it and and it's easy to throw hate to something that's unfamiliar right uh which i i I totally get but i was like cool these people will understand in time but for for me i'm just gonna enjoy it and uh love this band for as long as i can because i i thought they were sick right from the jump so from from then to to now, I I still like them. That's why this jersey is right here every fucking episode because I want people to never forget Twitching Tongues. As long as I'm around, and I said this when Colin Young was on the podcast, as long as I'm around, I I, I won't let people forget. I, I'm gonna rep that band till till I can't anymore because I love that band and I I think they're so sick and I still hold out for a new record. 
for sure you know definitely another band that um you know i I think like through a relatively short period of time released like a number of records that all like had a uh, a consistent aesthetic but or like vibe to it um but they were all like kind of their own thing and you know like that's really like they they definitely pulled in like some elements that i really loved about like uh like code oranges like early stuff you know like i I thought that band like was so and like you know you could definitely attribute some of these characteristics to like a band like bane too like i really appreciate a band that like finds a way to be experimental but also like delivers the goods you know what i'm saying like it still has like the mosh parts like it's 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 still like you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I think, like, people want to be, like, above or, like, you know, like, uh, like more intelligent than, like, you know, bringing in, like, just, like, some mosh parts. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I think people can't forget that, like, you're writing these songs to be played, like, at a hardcore show for people to, like, have fun to, people to hit the pit to. So I think, like, if you can somehow find a way to do both, like, that's, like, where, uh, you know, you will feel, like, the most success. 100% yeah they're, they're able to kind of cater to everybody which isn't always easy to do because in real reality as small as hardcore is like there's so many different subgenres of it exactly and, and and that's and that's what's cool too and I think you're seeing it you know on these fests like right there's like a, a lot of diversity you're seeing like on pretty much every fest like you know obviously like uh, like death metal influence stuff is uh, is kind of like making a, a comeback you know like I felt like you know um, I had the opportunity to see power trip like years ago um, you know like really like when um, they were they were like first coming up I caught them at like this is hardcore and there's like a couple other regional gigs and it was really interesting for me because like i had seen like slayer for example um you know like i'd seen him at like an arena show like playing with slipknot but like you know i always like would imagine like what it would have been like to see them like slayer like when they were first coming out playing club shows like just that raw energy and like i felt like power trip like you know had like uh, a similar energy like with the riffing and like it was almost like going in a time machine and now like you're seeing like even like some of like the Magistom stuff like uh you know like 200 stab wounds bands like that like remind me i'm like okay like this may be what it would have been like to see like cannibal corpse like in their prime you know because same thing like i've seen them do like you know 30 year reunion tours and, and it's super sick you know but their fans are older you know the vibe is cool but it's not like bonkers like that so i do i've, I've been appreciating like on the metal side of the spectrum like bands that are just like bringing back a time period that is maybe past and um like giving me an experience that i maybe feel like i missed out on you know 100% and shout out to Maggot Stomp. I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of that band Body Box. I fucking love Body Box. Holy shit, dude. Uh I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh cuz like I definitely had uh I'm not even going to say closet fan. Like there's definitely like some deathcore shit like that I fuck with, but like for some like the way that they do that shit with like I, I don't know anything about drums, but like just like the drum beat where it's like the kick and snare, uh, and like it's like this big open space. Like Body Box is incredible. Um, one of my favorite bands. Period. I, I like. I'm always sending it into the space uh, group chat, and um, they don't really listen to like a ton of super heavy stuff. So uh, it took. I think I had to like send it like five or six times for it to get some traction in there. Uh, but it's been getting some traction, and it's just been cool for sure. No, that's awesome. Uh, it uh, out here, uh, hardcore and that kind of stuff has always been um, integrated. Uh, you know, people may not remember, but back in the early days, uh, like a, a band like Suicide Silence, they were 
uh, cutting their teeth and grinding, playing hardcore shows. I, I remember I saw um, Suicide Silence play with uh, X Death Star X uh, in a little church out in Redlands for the first time before they were what they are today. Because still to this day, um, rest in peace, Mitch. But they're still like sure. a, a really huge band. So um, that stuff has always been around for us out here. I'm not gonna lie, the the cleansing is like probably my favorite deathcore record. Like uh, that shit, like you know, it just like doesn't pull any punches. There's no like fucking like melodic interludes. You know, it just like slams like front to back. And I, I had a, a funny experience. I didn't know who they were. I was living in like Gainesville, uh, like right when I graduated high school. I was like, like it was literally 2006, and like Suicide Silence like just starting. And, uh, but I don't know, you know, they already like had like aspirations, like of, of being like a pretty big band. And like, I'm, what was it like? Maybe like they were in, like that click with like Sumerian and like that dude Ash was booking them. So they were like fetching like some pretty decent guarantees. But my friend who was doing DIY shows, he booked them in like a, a basement. Like it was like a, it wasn't like a house basement, but like a, a basement of a, of a bar. And they like insisted on bringing like their like full stacks, like uh, guitar full stacks and like two bass eight tens. And it was, like just like an oppressively loud rig and like they were like upset that you couldn't hear the vocals like over uh over their amplifiers and i was just like i don't know what you guys expect but um you know yeah i've had a chance to see them a few times and like obviously they like kind of transcended like my world my bubble and became like such a big band um but um you know definitely a, a, a funny experience but yeah actually in, in Going back to like uh, Orange County area and metalcore, I happened to catch uh, 18 Visions last week um, on the Vanity Tour uh, here in Buffalo, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it, it was a cool show. Some of my homies that I hadn't seen at a gig in a long time came out. Uh, I was moshing. Uh, I, that record's hard. Like that, it, it came out at like a perfect time for me uh, when I was in high school, and like I was, you know, like really like had been gatewayed into heavier music and through like Orange County bands and. And, um, you know, Trust Kill Records was like definitely everything for me, like in a, for a couple of year time span. So I saw them back then. And, you know, obviously 18 Visions is a band that has gone through some some changes and like some different phases. And like, you know, they maybe were putting out music that I wasn't super interested in. But to hear them like play like some of the classics uh, was really awesome. So I had a great time. Yeah, I've got to put respect on uh, their name. They're uh, playing here because that tour is hitting here pretty soon. Um but yeah, shout out 18 visions. Uh, I saw, um, you know, uh, Haybreed's going on tour and they're taking out bleeding through which uh, another orange County band, which I'm uh, stoked about. Cause it's just like, uh, I, I, I love bleeding through, uh, you know, in, in my early years, they were, um, one of those bands that I was like in awe when I saw them live for the first time, cause they just sounded so good and they always put on a great performance. So I'm happy to be able to see bleeding through again. Or excuse me, bleeding through again, uh, but just holding out for Throwdown. That that's like the one. And I'm like, come on, please, like do something. But and, and I get like they have their reasons to, you know, they got stuff going on. But I'm just hoping, still one day that Throwdown will do another gig. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I I love yeah I love Throwdown. Honestly, that was. Um, definitely like yeah my like ignorant pump up record um you know, haymaker like will forever be uh like somewhere you know in uh 
the upper echelon of uh, of heavy records. You know, that, like, that was a cool time period for hardcore, honestly. Well, I don't know, depending on how you look at it. Like, I feel like now, like a, a lot of people will like maybe uh, look at it like just like a lot of caveman riffing and like just like a lot of like bro, sh- you know bro energy to it and maybe look down on it but like i loved like i loved first blood i loved throw down like that was like a, a really important era for me uh you know some decade ago uh just learning about lifting weights and the hardcore reality and just uh you know like you, you, your homies are all young and like just like full of energy and just like yeah those shows were were an absolute fucking blast yeah shout out first blood they're actually supposed to break up this year um, which is crazy to think about because I last time I had talked to their singer Carl, he had mentioned to me that he wanted to hang it up after 20 years um, from the demo, which is this year. Um, I, I, I got to reach out to him to see if that's still the plan. I, I hope not because I am a huge fan of that band. They were sick. Uh, the last time I saw it, well, the last time I went to see them, um, they played with like naysayer and um the show got booked at like a venue that like had never done a hardcore show before um so yeah like and like maybe not the best show to cut your teeth on like for your security staff that maybe doesn't know what's going on um so you know like yeah me and my my pals we were just doing what we did uh to naysayer and like we all got booted uh we all got booted for the show and like like i'm talking like literally like 20 people got kicked out during naysayers set and uh i felt i felt really bad for first blood you know they had come a long way and they played to like a pretty empty room because half the show got kicked out but um hey you know it's uh it's funny naysayer for some reason in that time period in my region like that like just was always getting booked at the weirdest spots like they um they played this like festival in canada like right over the border from us like naysayer was like a a band that i really loved and like for whatever reason they just like they really pounded buffalo they were playing all the time but they played like this weird festival that was like headlined by like alexis on fire you know they were and like it was like kind of more like uh bands like that but a few hardcore bands like got snuck on and um same type of scenario they got booked at like literally like like a like a nightclub and they were like all these dudes in like you know like black uh like dress shirts you know with earpieces you know like it Mm -hmm. was like uh you know like doing security for this show so like naysayer starts playing and the dude comes on like the security guy like comes on stage like after their first song and is like excuse me there's no moshing in the club you know and like gary from naysayers like who the fuck booked us here you know what i mean like do do a little bit of research um so like it was like it was a fest situation so it was like really short sets so like everybody kind of like kept their cool for uh you know like a couple songs then of course it was like all right last song like let's go off and like just man it was mayhem just fighting security guards and like an era that like I'm glad like that that's the that's the, the thing like I, I would never advocate like um you know that kind of energy like you obviously have to like support your scene like what you were saying like booking shows at program it's so important like as a promoter to preserve like your diy spaces and make sure people are being respectful and like the last thing you want but you know that like that off show where like somebody books a hardcore show like in a spot and you can tell it's like all right this is not going to be their thing uh maybe that's the opportunity where you know you wild out a little bit it was definitely one of those nights you know (laughs) 
yeah it's always tricky when you're getting to like these um way more like professional settings because it's just like it's it's really hard to explain to somebody what moshing is and to let them know that it's better to just leave them alone and let them kind of police themselves because it's better that way because i've been there plenty of times where there's been like professional security fights happen security gets beat up and it's just like this big ordeal and it's just yeah it sucks but go ahead it was fun. Yeah, I, I saw at the at that show the other day, like, you know, Wrist Meets Razor and CU Space Cowboy came out and there was like some kids that like I've seen like a little bit, you know, at like some of kind of the more traditional hardcore shows. And I, I really like do my best to try to like be like an ambassador and like say what's up to everybody and like try to, you know, get to know them and just like, you know, really create a community in my in my city. Um, but, you know, obviously, like some of the kids there that like, you know, maybe like that, that's their opportunity to uh, to really hit the pit. You know, it's like a, a younger crowd. So uh, this one kid uh, like. I don't know, security just like didn't like the way he was moshing during like either CU Space Cowboy or Rispy's Razor or something like that. So he was getting kicked out and I was like just kind of poking fun like at his friends. I was like, come on, man, you let him drag your boy out. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that's the fighting somebody at the in the crowd. That's the warm up fighting security. You know, that's that's the real scrap or at least it used to be back. Nah, I, that energy. No one needs that kind of energy. But I'm just being silly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. There's it, sometimes it's you know th- there's no other option, right? I'm I'm like definitely a little older now because when I was younger, I, I was only way more hot headed and got oh, into was the best. Yeah, got into plenty of stuff, but that was back when the repercussions weren't that serious, right? But now that I'm older and have way more responsibilities, and uh, you know the thought of having to face. Uh, you know serious charges it's just not really my thing so that's like the last thing that i want to do these days you know to like kind of like say yeah a hundred percent and to kind of like segue off of that like one thing that i've been noticing lately is um just like the power of diy like through the internet right like i i've noticed like so like space has played like a number of kind of different types of shows, right? Like we've played like a few that have been like booked through like, you know, professional agencies and like, you know, they get booked through like the largest like talent buyers, like in the scene. Right. And I think like a lot of like kind of big promoters, like talent buyers, you know, like I'm talking like, you know, the, the groups in your scene that like do like, you know, taking back Sunday and like really big bands. Like I think they had like such a unique heyday where the internet like had captivated an audience so much that like they were able to for years, like really get by successfully promoting shows by like just making a Facebook event, putting it up on your Instagram and like using like your email mailing list. Um, and like now, I don't know, like, I just like, don't know if those digital tools like are, are weakening, but like, you know, we, like my firsthand experience is like, you know, when we book a show through like someone like you or like the homies at like, uh, DGR, like, in a like in the Cleveland scene, um, you know, where like, it's someone who's like connected and directly invested, like in the scene, like, you know, uh, th- those shows like have generally been like really good whereas like sometimes the big promoters they're like all right i'm gonna take this show because it's like getting offered to me through this agent and if i say no to this they're not going to give me newfound glory next month or something like that so they just like kind of mail it in they take an l like on that show and like it really like you know obviously touring bands like really suffer like from that sometimes like whereas like you know maybe the like 
I don't want to say like lower tier, but like the more like DIY promoters obviously are like more invested. And like, sometimes you just see uh, just like a higher success rate, like with those kinds of gigs. Yeah. That's the last thing I want to deal with is agents, promoters, radius clause, talent buyer, please. I I just, it it gets rough. Like obviously that's not my lane. I'm, I'm not, um, anywhere near that. Like, obviously I, I've said before that I want to do like one last big show. Hopefully that'll happen before I can hang it up. But yeah, these days I, I definitely like dealing with the more DIY stuff just because I, I feel like, uh, it, for me, it, it's just, that's where I'm at. I, I'm here, um, like embedded in the orange County scene. And that, that's all I, I really care about right now is just to make sure to let people know that like, Hey, don't forget us. Like, obviously, uh, we have a long storied history. We have like awesome bands, like, uh, you know, from the very beginning, but, uh, just lately, uh, people maybe don't know who to uh, contact to get a show out here or, or what, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, like I said, change that and let everybody know, like, Hey, if you want to play a show in orange County, I'm the guy to hit up. I'll do my best to make it happen. And that rules. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, like, I, I think you're seeing just like, you know, what I think modern day music has shown, period, you know, uh, like, you know, kind of dinosaurs will die. And like, as you saw, like with like super labels, major labels, like kind of like losing impact and like, you know, the empowerment of, uh, you know, independent labels, independent music, just by being able to like get your music directly, you know, to consumers. Like, I think you're starting to see that a little bit, like, you know, in the show booking, you know, area. And, and that is what's so cool about it is just like the community energy, you know? Um, and that's, that's why like, yeah, I've been trying to do my part, you know, when it's like, fuck, okay, this band like hooked us up, like in their, in their town, like I got to figure out something in my city, um, and that's why it is so important to, uh, you know, invest your time into your local scene. Yeah. And I'm, uh, shamelessly, uh, using this platform as a pod or this, uh, uh you know, uh, platform, my podcast as a tool yeah. to get bands to, to, to come here. That's like my new thing is I'm telling people on air, off air, uh, come to my city, let me book you. Uh, I, I know, uh, people are constantly planning, uh, obviously way ahead with tours and regional stuff. So just let me know. I want to book your band. I want orange County to have awesome shows. So just, just let me know spaced. Let yeah, me know. No, no, fully. I, I think like, that's like, as, as far as like what's next for space, you know, we have, uh, you know, the two fest that we touched on briefly, hold your ground and, uh, act like, you know, uh, we're going to be filling like, as much time in the fall like with like some different one-offs and um we're really planning on like probably january um or maybe like shortly thereafter like in the new year like that's going to be kind of our move is try to we're just like been like trying to figure out the logistics of uh of, yeah trying to do like a west coast thing i know that's becoming like more common like a band like figures out a way to like kind of fly in and uh just like get a vehicle out there and just uh you know do like a little run you know knock knock out california and like in texas is like another spot that's like pretty hot on our radar like i think those are like the two areas where we're like you know getting the dms getting the comments being like hey like let's come out here and obviously we got like great friends like you you know out in california and like we've been able to connect with like uh some really awesome bands like from the area as well so and like i don't know you know i just feel like everybody on the east coast just kind of knows that california is 
the mecca of hardcore, you know, uh, like, you know, I have infinite love and respect for NYHC, you know, New York hardcore, um, you know, New Jersey always has a great scene, Pennsylvania, like that, that's the thing. Like we've been definitely fortunate that we haven't had to go super far, you know, uh, like we've hit, we've like hit the Midwest pretty heavy. We've hit the Northeast and like the East coast, like pretty heavy, um, because there is a lot of like amazing scenes, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you're trying to be for real about it, you got to get to Cali, you got to get to Cali and you got to go to orange County. You heard it here first. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, and there's a ton of great bands that you guys could do a run with. There's like plenty to pick from and, uh, it, it's awesome out here. Like there's, there's awesome scenes from, uh, you know, everything out here from San Diego, Orange County, excuse me, Orange County, uh, the Inland Empire, the um, Antelope Valley, uh, you know, Los Angeles, and even up in Central California and all the way up to the Bay. Everybody knows about the Bay. I, I you know, I don't even have to say a whole lot about them because they're, um, and I've been saying it for years, you know, they're, we're in this, this crazy golden age of the Bay. Um, it's sad that Gold tried to hang it up, but if you look at bands like Scal, they're nonstop. Uh, as soon as as soon as shows opened up, I remember one of the first tours that I saw was Scal and Zulu in Los Angeles, and I was happy that they were ready to go right when things were, um, you know, okay enough to start doing shows again. And I feel like they just haven't stopped. Their uh, you know trajectory is insane, and they have this crazy momentum, and I'm super happy for them because they're all great people, and the music that they're writing is awesome. So I'm, I'm happy that they're getting the recognition and kind of you know waving that torch and kind of letting everybody know that uh you know the the, the bay is you know here to stay and they're doing awesome shit yeah i i think uh you know anybody in hardcore can uh you know maybe take uh some notes of that you know obviously being from like a region you know where they're just like seems to be like a lot of young people interested in counterculture you know like just in general you know whether it be like uh just the influence of skateboarding you know surfing whatever uh you know there's gonna be you know maybe some advantages to bands from that area but i think what is unique about that group is just like the synergy you know um it seems like all of those bands like just like relentlessly are putting on for one another and like pretty much like whatever flavor of hardcore you're looking for uh the bay kind of has one for you you know uh like you, you look at it like from yeah from like beat down to like you know the really punk end of the spectrum like there is like yeah every, every variety that you're looking for and it's like coexisting together which i think is really cool like you know that's that's one thing that like i've been trying to work on here is just kind of like break down uh just like some of the barriers because that's the thing yeah I'll, I'll go to like 18 visions and there will be like diehard like CU Space Cowboy fans, you know, that like have never been to like a, a hardcore show, for example, or like you're like a more DIY hardcore show because th that was a hardcore show they were at there. But like, you know, it's just so interesting because like to me, it's also similar and I really find enjoyment in all of it. Um, but it is wild that there's like, yeah, just groups that like, you know, really there's just like so little crossover. And so that's something I've like been really working on and continue to work on and hopefully we can kind of get that synergy and i think there are some new bands that are going to be coming out and you're going to see big things from uh like exhibition and smash and grab and uh you know my project space and final declaration as well so uh hopefully buffalo has a big year coming up 100 um I, i'm curious to hear your perspective but you guys uh got added to a tour that was a little different for you guys um you, you guys did a run with like pacific I, i'm just curious about um how that run was for you 
Totally. Um, you know, I, I had like a, a really good conversation um, with some of the homies from gel, you know, prior to that, because they uh, have always like done their thing and like, you know, uh, have taken, you know, some stabs at like uh, some bills that like are like outside of hardcore. Cause like prior to that, we played like a one-off with uh, angel dust and it was with, uh, you know, web wing and it was an incredible show. Um, but just like the crowd there just like was not there to mosh, you know, uh, they were there just to, uh, you know, drink some beers and hear some live music and have a great time. And it was a big crowd. Um, but you know, like we were caught off guard. That was like one of like, really like the first shows that we played where like, you know, we were kind of spoiled up to that point where like, it just didn't really feel like a hardcore show. And like, people seemed to like us, you know, they were bobbing their heads. They bought some merch, but like no one was moshing. And we, our initial reaction was like, man, that sucked, you know, uh, like that was boring. Um, you know, uh, but so I like, I, I was talking to like the homies from gel about that. Cause like, you know, we kind of had to go into that with some expectation because, you know, it, it was tricky. Like maybe some diehard space fans would like maybe see the ticket price, you know, because it was getting booked, uh, you know, like through bigger clubs and bigger promoters and would say, geez, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I you, usually you guys play a DIY spot. It's like 10 to 15 bucks. You know, these tickets are like 20 to 25. I don't really know a lot about these other bands, you know, like, so, you know, it, it was maybe a little bit of a tricky one for, you know, our, our, uh, our diehard fans, but, um, but we, we, we were surprised, uh, you know, like they definitely, uh, we definitely had, uh, the homies roll out and we got some good reactions at a bunch of the shows and, um, honestly like Pacific, like, you know, they're just, they're, they're from like really close by and they're a band that, um, you know, some of the homies in space have been listening to for quite some time. So we, uh, we had a super sick time, uh, um, you know, Action Adventure is like a new band that, um, you know, has been playing a lot. They're like doing a run of shows with Newfound Glory right now. They were on it. Um, this band Grumpster, uh, you know, from like kind of like Northern Cali uh, was on that as well. So it was, it was really cool. And there was definitely a number of people that came up to us and was like, I've never heard of anything like you guys before. Um, so that was cool for me, uh, you know, and that's what like you know, like some people maybe don't know how to feel about like, uh, you know, a band like scowl, right. Like getting out and like playing, you know, like these really diverse lineups as, as well. But like, you know, for me, like we were touching on it earlier, you know, they, they come out and maybe some young kids who don't really know what hardcore is, but like somehow found out about that show because it's getting promoted on such a wide you know scale and they're playing with these huge bands. Like they discover that and then they discover other Bay area bands and they discover, you know, orange County bands and east coast bands so I, I think it's i think it's ultimately like uh forever a good thing um but you know obviously people are going to be split on that so you know like i had like a couple a couple friends like me like me like oh that's weird that you guys are doing that but i didn't i didn't really see it that way um i think space is like a band that a lot of people can get down with and um you know it was an interesting experience having a whole tour and like hanging out at the crowd at the shows and uh like not being worried about getting injured uh because like i uh i'm a maniac I, I i fucking love moshing uh if i'm at a gig and people are moshing you, you bet your ass i'm in the pit uh so you know it was it was interesting to have a, a tour off and I, i'm not I, that's like my exercise on the road too is uh i gotta i gotta burn some cows in the mosh pit um because i'm eating all the snacks at all the truck stops uh so i missed out on some moshing that tour but like you know like pacific really cool people and have been like crazy supportive of 
based. Uh, so it is, it is cool. Like it, it is, it's been interesting. We've definitely had like a, a pretty decent amount of people like from outside of the hardcore bubble, uh, you know, maybe give us like a thumbs up, you know, and, uh, and support us. And I'm, I'm grateful for all those people for sure. I'm happy that you guys took that opportunity and went on a tour like that. Yeah. Cause it's cool. Cause do something a little different. It doesn't hurt to try something new and for you to get out there and make some new friends and introduce people to music that they probably would have never even seen live before. I, I don't see that. Um, or I, I don't see any negative in doing that. That's what was really cool about it. You know, ultimately, um, you know, we, we played like kind of early. So there was definitely like some, you know, we opened the tour on most of the days. So there was definitely some shows that, you know, were just okay. Um, but all of the bands were incredibly supportive to us. And like that just made it like worthwhile. Um, just like seeing, you know, bands that, you know, like Action Adventure has uh, been on like a pretty crazy trajectory. Like I said, they're doing those shows with NFG right now. And, um, you know, just uh, like they're our, bu- our buddies and like we had this moment, you know, like kind of rocking some shows with this band that is like potentially going somewhere like astronomic that like, you know, like some hardcore kids like us like could never really dream of. Uh, it was cool that we had that moment and like just to have them like fuck with us on like a genuine level. And I think it's tricky to go the other way, you know, to be like, well, I, I guess it's not because you're seeing like, you know, of course, like, uh, you know, stuff like no pressure, like, you know, kind of being so successful in the hardcore space, which I think is cool. Um, but, you know, like being the like the only hardcore band on like a pop punk bill, I don't know, people like, you know, look at us like we're like some hardos or something like that. Uh, but like, we're really nice about it. So I liked it. For sure. Yeah, I, I feel like no pressure is like uh, an anomaly, right? Not only are the people in the band um, already well established and um, there are other uh, bands, but just uh, it's really rare for people to start a new project and be that good right off the bat. I think it's cool. I think, you know, I, I loved, uh, you know, Blink-182 really was like the first band that, um, like I ever really gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think, you know, I, I see some of my friends that like are older now and have gotten into other styles of music that are like, I don't know, just like want to turn their back on like more melodic stuff. I know that you're not in that camp and we talk about that. I think that's really cool. Um, because yeah, ultimately like, I think like, you know, as long as the, the narrative is correct and the spirit is right and it's like, you know, outcast anthems, I think like whether it's punk, pop punk, hardcore punk, you know, whatever, it all um, come, you know, if it comes from the right place, I fuck with it. Uh, so I think it is cool that you're seeing that. And, you know, of course, seeing bands like Koyo, you know, uh, stand still like that are like doing something melodic and kind of standing out. But like existing in the hardcore space, I think is really dope. 100% and it's not easy right uh, some people might think that's just a, a like a cheat code like hey let's just do this stuff that's like adjacent to to hardcore and we'll shoot straight to the top but it's like no if you look at bands like Corio standstill and if you look at where they're from on Long Island that type of music has uh, been there. there there's a long history of that kind of music uh, from their area so I just love that all those hardcore dudes are paying homage to that generation of music that came before them because they grew up listening to those types of bands that played music that sounds that sounds like Koyo. So for them to be able to pull it off, I'm happy for them. Like I knew from the start that Koyo is going to be something special. So um, everything that they've done so far and everything that they'll do in the future, like I'm just happy for them. It's all uh, you know deserved because those guys are hardworking and all really talented. 
I'm a big fan for sure. That's like what's what's so interesting is just like the subtle like nuances, right? Like, you know, like you couldn't like you know like like a band like Koyo or like a band that you know like is maybe like trying to revive like some of that emo energy, but it's just like. You know, there's like a lot of those kinds of bands, but there's very few Koyos. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's very few like anxious, you know, uh, bands like Anxious that mm-hmm. like are able to like be melodic, but it's still like feels like authentic and intelligent, you know? And like that's like what's really interesting that like I is, is so unique about music is that um, it, it's hard to tell like what the differences are, you know, between like a band that like gets it you know and hits for you in like a band that 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 maybe doesn't you know um and like that's like something i like stay up at night contemplating you know it's like man like why is that band so good because they are um but they rock yeah and there's sometimes there's bands that people love and i'm just doesn't make sense to me sure sure that's way more puzzling to me because like when i listen to a band like koyo i'm like this makes sense like (laughs) i i'd be surprised if people didn't like this band because it's just it's it's just that level of good where it's just like it's hard to deny that band a hundred percent that's what it is you know um exactly because like you see you definitely see bands like that you know the uh the scene or like you know the industry like tries to push through and um you know and a lot of times that shit falls flat right like sometimes like you know the uh the industry peeps like they, i think they get the you know the people that run like the, the cool labels like they get it right and uh they they find the bands that like is gonna you know captivate people but then like i think like you know for every one of those there often is like maybe another band that like okay like you know they're on the cool label and you know they're getting like the right tours but it never really like translates into something of their own you know what i mean yeah, it, it it's tricky, right? Because um, I, I have friends in this band uh, who signed to one of the bigger labels, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, it's their band, not my band. But I, but I, I questioned them. I'm like, I just because uh, we're actual friends, so I felt comfortable having yeah, this conversation with them. But I was, I, I asked them if they thought that they made the right choice because uh, obviously the notoriety from getting on the big label is huge. But I feel like signing to that label today in 2022 is not the same as it was just a couple of years ago. Like, obviously, sure. the hype's going to die down, whatever. Uh, but also, I, I was concerned for them if they were going to get treated properly, because I've talked to numerous bands that um, have since signed to the label and left because they weren't getting treated uh, properly just because um, you know whatever uh, so many moving pieces to a, a major label I asked them if they thought that uh, would it have been better to sign to a, a label um, on a bit smaller scale but could focus more attention on you and they said that they uh, obviously know that in the future they could obviously take a step back and go to the smaller label but they wanted to take this opportunity to kind of just ride the clout of the bigger label and it was just really interesting to me because I don't know if the writing the cloud is worth it at, at this point versus signing to a, another label that would you know devote way more attention and uh, give you a, a lot more. Yeah, that, that's just complicated, right? Because mm-hmm. like obviously, you know, you I think everybody just starts a band to have fun, right? Like at least like in hardcore, um, everybody starts a band to have fun, but then like 
you know, it's, it's, it's human nature. Um, and just like, if you're being honest, like with yourself and you believe in like the music that you're making and you feel like even on a small scale of playing shows in your city or, you know, wherever else of like connecting with people, it's, it's natural to want to just connect with as many people as possible. Right. Um, and obviously doing so in an authentic way is, is always going to be the best course, but you know, when that shit happens, um, you're thinking, holy fuck, we're a small hardcore band, you know, that has done a few things and this label that does all these crazy things, like wants to fuck with us, like, fuck yeah, you know, let's do that shit right now, you know, um, but you're absolutely right. Like sometimes, uh, you know, that can, that can work out or it can not. And, you know, on that note, like I'm, I'm just like super grateful, uh, you know, for NMZ, like new morality zine, uh, you know, Nick had, uh, at that label has been like such a great friend, uh, to space and um just like constantly supportive you know just like checks in with us and it's been like a really cool uh you know two-way street relationship because he appreciates you know how hard that we have been working this year uh you know really like we have done like some some pretty difficult drives you know it's like hey do you guys want to jump on this one-off you know uh and it's like nine hours away and it's like fuck we have to work in the morning um but the show will be over at 10 uh we'll be home at 7 a.m like we can shower and go like right to work um so you know like we've been putting in the work and like you know nick at nmz has been like really cool and supportive and like i think like grateful you know that we have been like you know putting on for the label and, and vice versa and so we're really grateful uh you know to kind of be part of of, of that whole thing and um you know, I think it's a good example of just like a, a relationship that works and, you know, they've been putting the time in and, you know, putting like our, our most recent record out. It's been like an amazing achievement for us. So uh, tricky thing for sure to navigate for bands, you know, yeah, same as, you know, like, like we we're talking about with that, that, that tour we were just on, you know, it's, it's just like you know some idiots might be like oh you know like you shouldn't do that because you, you know, like whatever some keyboard warrior might be mad about it. It's like, you know, who cares? And shout out to Nick. I, I actually got a chance to meet him in person over the weekend. I was going to ask if you hit up the showcase, uh, but I didn't want to put you on the spot if you didn't. Uh, oh, no, no, it, it, it's, it's totally fine. Um, I made it out to night one because night one, I really needed to see my friends in Pummel because yep. I have been a huge fan of that Boston hardcore band. Matt's been on the podcast uh, way back in the day. Go go listen to that episode. Um, uh, their drummer, Bertles, um, he's been on the podcast. We have another Pummel podcast coming out um, uh, next month. So I'm very happy that they're able to make it out to California. If I'm being honest, I didn't think my first time seeing Pummel was going to be in California. I always assumed it would be in Boston. So I, I don't want to uh, miss that opportunity. So I, I made sure to make it out to the showcase for New Morality Zine and Sunday Drive Records. Uh, and I got to meet uh, Jonathan as well. Uh, so that, that was a pretty cool moment for me just because I'd been friends with them on the Internet for so long. And I have supported uh, what they've been doing for a really long time. So to be able to finally meet them face to face, it was definitely a cool thing for me. Yeah, fuck, man. That's uh, that is a legendary union. Uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of goats in one spot. Um, you know, obviously with space. Uh, you know, doing uh, the shows in Europe right now. We weren't able to uh to make that shit happen. But I'm so glad you brought up Pummel. Um, just like a beacon of positive energy. Uh, you know, Matt is uh just a uh 
an angry guy on stage, um, you know, brings like such a, a sick energy. And I love, I just talk, I talk, you know, he's got like the sickest voice. Um, but uh, him and Bertles uh, have been like really cool friends to me um, in hardcore that I, you know, I've like really just like met through this first year and like, I don't know, you know, I was just like in my head, like in my feelings, like pretty recently. And honestly, both those guys like just like kind of talked me off the ledge um, and like just like hit me with like just like some really awesome positivity. So, you know, super grateful that we have played uh, with Pummel a couple of times. And I know they're playing one of the fests coming up. I forget which one it is. I think it's the Tulsa one. And, uh, you know, anytime I get to see them, I'll be moshing. Uh, they fucking rule. Pummel needs to take over the world. And they're like, I don't know. I know Matt's like a really smart dude. I think he's going to like a great school or something like that. And like, that's just cool. The duality of hardcore. And I think like you see that a lot people that are just like doing something so unique and amazing and like important. Like I really do feel like being in a hardcore band is important and like people may not understand it. Like some of my family members, some of my friends that like I've met through another world, like wonder why in my thirties I'm like, you know, wasting my time getting in a van to crash on people's floors and, you know, play in basements and VFW halls and stuff like that. Um, but I really do feel like this is important, profound work and like the con- friendships and feeling that I get from participating in this is uh, one of the most important things in my life. I agree. This has been a part of my life since uh, 2002. Uh, I was just a loser freshman kid had no friends and i stumbled upon hardcore because of my older sister and just the raw aggression of listening to terror back when they had just their demo and even listening to bands like throwdown and finding out about straight edge it was just something that i gravitated towards something that i could identify with because even before straight edge i uh never wanted to smoke i I always hated that growing up as a kid um, and drinking just never really interested me. So when I found this subculture, uh, hardcore, and then found out that there was like this cool group called straight edge, I was like, Oh, that's definitely something that I identify with and something that I feel very strongly about. And it's just been with me ever since. And it's kind of got me through so many, uh, of like the lowest points of my life, some of the greatest points of my life. So it, it's something that I, yeah, I, I can't explain it to my family. My, my parents think I'm uh, they know about the podcast um, and they just uh, joke and call me Dr. Phil because they think I'm in here uh, being people's <laughs> uh, therapists and uh, you know whatnot but it's just like no it's uh, you know partly that but um, it's a l- little more and they, they don't understand the the scale of it but it's just always um, funny to, to to know that they uh, at least know that I uh, do something to give back to the hardcore scene. No 100% you know I'm, I'm definitely super grateful um, you know my my parents though like maybe didn't understand hardcore always been super supportive uh you know my mom like she was like a little overprotective when i was young and um she would like i I would beg her to go to shows and and really like the first shows i was going to like as like a teenager was like more like punk stuff um but she would she would go but she would stay uh and she would hang out in the back and uh you know would make sure that i was okay in the little mosh pits and um you know uh i I unfortunately lost my mom last year uh she had a long fight with cancer and uh you know i really feel like uh 
you know, that was a, a really difficult thing for me to go through. Um, but that kind of coinciding with the world opening up, um, definitely gave me like the inspiration to like, just like really throw myself like fully into music. I just feel like, you know, uh, when I'm busy, when I'm focused on a project, uh, you know, it keeps my mind like off of that thing. And like, I know she'd be stoked. Uh, I know she'd be stoked to just like see me out here doing my thing and uh, just like doing what I love. So uh, shout out to my mom, Susie Q. <laughs> yeah, shout out to your mom. I you know uh, you know had no idea. Yeah, so I you know it was a little heavy, uh, but I, she's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, she's been on my mind a lot lately, always is, but uh, just like the last few weeks in particular, and honestly, just like the coolest person, like you know like. Uh, yeah drove me to countless shows everywhere uh you know i i remember like for whatever reason she like couldn't wrap her head around the fact that uh like what i play is hardcore and not screamo even though uh the vocals are screaming mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's so funny how uh you know like they just like latch onto a term like that but, but like but yeah but it's but it's screamo they're screaming i'm like well you got to understand that like, I feel like that, like that always sunny meme, you know, where like they like have like the fucking chart with like all the, all the lines on it, you know, and I'm like, well, you see there's, there's screamo, then there's hardcore, then there's like hardcore punk, then there's metalcore, you know, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It just branches off. Um, but that's cool that I'm sure it was down to take you in those early days. Cause um, if you didn't have that, who knows where you would be today? No, hundred percent, hundred percent, and I'm super grateful for that. It, it's funny. I, I gotta like share like a secondhand story. Um, my my dude Tom down from Trail. He's been spending time in Buffalo, uh, which is cool. And he told me the story actually about uh, his dad dropping him off at a bleeding through show, and um, he like he was like probably like thirteen or fourteen or something like that. And he was moshing, like fucking throwing windmills or whatever in the pit. And he like felt somebody like just like grab him and start dragging him towards the back of the venue. And he thought it was security. He turns around, is his father. <laughs> his dad like followed him into the show and um you know like wanted to see what his kid was up to you know like pretended to drop him off and left Mm -hmm. and like was so horrified uh you know with like what he saw like i thought that shit was so funny um really like the closest thing i have to that was like seeing terror as like a maybe like a 17 year old and getting my nose like flattened and uh just like coming home and like my shirt being soaked in blood and like (laughs) my mom just being like is this enough? Are you done with this moshing stuff? And I was just like, no, probably not. But uh, that shit is fucked up, though. Getting hurt moshing sucks. Uh, yeah, having to explain to my mom that I broke my hand punching somebody in the face at a show for trying to bully one of my friends was not the <laughs> easiest conversation to have. Right. Um, yeah, and then even having to go to like a hand specialist to get surgery on my hand. And having to explain how I broke my hand multiple times, um, it, it was definitely uh, not the the easiest thing to tell. Because having to explain what a mosh pit is and people not really understanding that, you know, I, I wasn't in a push pit. I'm, I'm in a pit right. where, where people are, you know, swinging their limbs as hard as they can, fists, uh, you know, legs, uh, you know, going every which direction. So, um, no, I, I, I definitely feel that. It, it is crazy. Like, I don't know. I just feel like... To me, like, 
yeah, like I just feel like that shit is the coolest and the gnarliest. You know what I mean? And I guess like I've just like always been drawn to like gnarly shit. Like I know you're like a big fight fan. Like I've always like appreciated like uh, MMA. Like I did like jujitsu for you know a few years and whatever else. And like yeah, like and as far as music is concerned, like I found punk and then like I found like metalcore because it was like gnarlier vibe than punk and then i found hardcore because it was like the gnarliest shit that i could find and like i always think that i'm gonna like show it to like other people especially like people i know from like the tattoo community or like people that are into like really hard rap or something like that i'm gonna show it to them and they're gonna be like fuck yeah i want to do that but a lot of people are like that shit's crazy what's wrong with you guys you know what i mean like um but obviously that's that's the point of it right is that it's um it's for everybody if you want it to be, you know, like that's like a interesting, I feel like a lot of people are having that conversation right now because like there is like this huge push uh, for inclusion in hardcore and that fucking rules because obviously like at its core, you know, hardcore has, you know, preached against like, you know, any forms of discrimination, you know, racism, homophobia, et cetera. Um, you know, uh, but like, you know, it, it is like a unique subculture, um, you know, like that, like not every like kind of like normal person will understand. You know what I mean? hundred percent. I go to these uh, pop punk shows that aren't too far off from hardcore shows. Right. And yeah. I'll stage dive and somehow I'm the biggest asshole in the room because because <laughs> I'm not crowd surfing. Right. I'm literally running on people's faces or front flipping into the crowd. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I, I don't do that anymore. But when I go to a pop punk show, I'll just go stand in the back because it's just like I'm too like i feel too old to do that but also it's just like yeah like i don't i feel like i'm too aggressive to be at those kinds of pop punk shows no i get it i get it i i like hardcore is definitely like ruined live music like um yeah just you know uh, yeah even like bands that i like the alkaline trio was one of my favorite bands growing up i fucking love the alkaline trio like and even to this day like if i'm just doing whatever like i love to put their records on on a long drive like anything like that mm-hmm. um but um you know, like I, I've seen them live like a couple times in recent years, and it's like, man, like all right, they're like they're really playing the shit out of their songs. You know, like it sounds really good, and like it's cool to sing along. But man, like you know, everybody's standing still, and I'm 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 kind of bored. You know? Yeah, and, and you don't want to be that guy that is too crazy. Yeah, no, actually, man, I I, I saw Alkaline Trio like maybe a couple years ago and uh it was in like rochester the neighboring city and uh you know like whatever i've been a punker in my region for a long time so i had like a lot of homies there and uh it was at like a big venue like a seven or eight hundred cap and like for whatever reason i was having this is kind of personal story but i was having some major gastrointestinal distress that week and i ate like a heavy pasta meal right before the show and it hits me like I, I got an explosion brewing you know like like some fuck shit is about to happen so i like i go into the bathroom and the like the the shitters like the stalls like have no fucking doors on them there's literally like no doors it's just open stall there's people i know everywhere you know what i mean i want to be blowing it up in there and like people be like holy fuck i just saw donnie <laughs> you know what i mean it was fucked up uh so it, it kind of soured my most recent alkaline trio experience that's my story about it <laughs> yeah i i hate using the venue bathrooms 99 percent of the time they're fucking nasty so dude worse and, and, and like man touring like you know like like I, I like i used to be like a pretty horrific germaphobe um was like really like 
really bad about that stuff but yeah touring like it just is what it is you know you're gonna crash it like some punk houses that have like nine cats sometimes you know and like it just is what it is and uh and yeah the the shitting situation is not always ideal that's crazy definitely crazy i know i know and that's definitely you know you talk about people just like not getting it you know they're like people ask me all the time they're like well like do you like make money doing this and i'm like like enough to like you know put it in the gas tank and like occasionally get a hotel like you know when we can't find somebody's floor to crash on um and people think that's like the weirdest thing but like yeah if you don't get it that's that's fine it's not for you yeah it's like you're not there at the gig where the real raw energy is popping off no exactly exactly but i don't know i feel like we talked about a lot of shit like i don't know maybe like a a way to kind of like wrap it up like what do you think um what do you think hardcore could really benefit from um you know like as we go into 2023 like obviously you know like big you know like the bigger bands from our scene are getting like bigger platforms um you know like you're seeing like a show like sound and fury you know go from i don't know like what it was like the last time but like i I think the attendance like at least doubled if not tripled or maybe more um you're seeing you know thriving diy spots like a lot of good things you know um do you think like there's anything that's missing like is there like a a style i'm sorry this is a loaded question is there like a style of band that like you like are like dying to hear that like someone's not doing i don't know like i'll leave it to an open forum what i would like to see next year going forward is uh the comeback of a full tour package right i I get that it's harder to do a full us but Mm -hmm. i feel like the fact that it's so rare that if somebody was able to pull it off it would be that much more successful just because it's so rare people will be like holy shit like they're doing a full us with a cool full package like let's run it because you got to think most hardcore bands these days um and and i get it um, it's way more cost effective to do uh just regional stuff do weekends here and there but i feel like if somebody was able to pull it off and put it together i, I think that's something that i would like to see more of I think you're totally right. You know, obviously you have like, um, you know, like the, uh, the true top tier, you know, you got like your terrors, you know, and then like, um, you know, that are able to kind of do that and they like continue to pay it forward. Honestly, I feel like the scene is already missing. Like, I think terror was like a band that over the last decade is responsible for jumpstarting a ton of bands. And then like, whether or not you like, fully categorize them as a true hardcore band like i think every time i die um you know is a band that like has was doing that you know like you would see like that you know like man i in my opinion every time i die was super influential in launching uh you know turnstile launching uh code orange you know like a lot of big bands like that um so yeah i I think like you know Eated like not touring has been tricky and, and, and yeah you're definitely seeing it um, but but you're right. Like you're seeing, you know, like uh, like like Scowl will go on like a full U.S., but it'll be like supporting, like maybe not like an exactly hardcore band because it's hard to do. And you know, I, I think part of that is like you know just kind of what I was talking about is is you get out on the road and you know you play like you know there's like cities where you know it's going to be a smasher, it's going to be a barn burn, it's going to be a great show. Um, but then like sometimes like some of those in between cities that you got to roll through to get there, where like the scene like is like maybe st- just developing like those are tough gigs sometimes, you know, those are really tough gigs. Um, but like, you're absolutely right. Like with the right package, like with something really solid, 
um, that could do better. And I agree. Like, I think that's something that everybody will kind of uh, aspire. And, and yeah, hopefully like, yeah, you have bands that will be able to support that. You have your drains, you know, and like a lot of those bands, I think the last few years have been like supporting, you know, acts like that are in adjacent spots. But now that they're like getting so big on their own and hardcore has such a big spotlight on it, hopefully it's like their opportunity to do more headliners and exactly package it out like full hardcore lineups. All right. Well, Donnie, this was awesome. This has been one of my more favorite podcasts. I am a huge fan of Spaced. Shout out Final Declaration. Uh, I, I enjoy uh, you know being able to call you a friend. Uh, so thank you for your time today. Uh, but before we go, do you want to plug anything else or say anything? Yeah, honestly, um, you know, Buffalo Hardcore, uh, I really want to see a huge year. Um, you know, look for new music from Exhibition, look for new music from Smash and Grab, uh, Violent Way, uh, Final Declaration. We'll hopefully have new music out soon. Um, and, you know, genuinely, uh, anybody who checked out Final Declaration or Spaced, like, booked us on a show, um, pick up merch from us. Uh, you know, you know, really, I've been waiting my whole life uh, to uh, to like have something that like people fuck with, like in that regards. Um, so, you know, like thank you to people like Jamie who have given me this opportunity, and uh, you know, I'll try uh, not to let hardcore down uh, because you know it uh, for the most part hasn't let me down in my lifetime. So, uh, you know, shout out hardcore, shout out Jamie. Um, and uh yeah shout out nmz buffalo hardcore and i guess that's about it yeah fuck yeah all right well thank you donnie thank you for everybody for tuning in and we'll be back soon